Monday, Tet Kislev, Tuf Shin Ayin Hey, celebrating our second anniversary. We're coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. us. Yes, Lanu Yom Huledet. We have a uh, birthday and anniversary as we begin our third year of broadcasting here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome one and all to uh, this week's live edition of the Israel Show. We are here each and every Monday immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time. And of course, via, I, I will say, and of course, on demand, whenever you want to listen to us via the Nachum Siegel Network Website, NachumSiegel.com, or the Nachum Siegel app, or you can podcast us via iTunes. Just uh, search for The Israel Show. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your day. We uh, are going to share with you today some greetings from different Nachum Siegel Network and Jamie and Dam staff members and friends, and they are both. And we've asked them 
to choose their favorite Israeli song, and uh, we'll share that with you and play the songs. What's Nachum Siegel's favorite Israeli song? You'll find out very soon. We will also, hopefully during uh, this broadcast, cover two events that took place in the month of November, the month that just passed. They bookmarked November, actually, in Jewish history. Um, the Balfour Declaration, which took place uh, November the 2nd, 1917, and the UN Partition Declaration of the Establishment of a State of Israel, which took place on November 29th, 1947, will tell you um, what we'll try and do is give you the reaction, the Balfour Declaration, the reaction of, Avrav, of Harav Avraham Yitzhak HaKohen Cook, and for the declaration of the UN reestablishing the State of Israel, in the land of Israel will bring you the reaction as it was written by Harav Tzvi Yehuda HaKohen Kuk, the son of Rav Kuk. We have other news and information from Israel as we usually do. Please stay with us. Hi, this is Nachum Siegel, host of JM in the AM and president of the Nachum Siegel Network. Mazal Tov to my friend Mayor Weingarten on the second anniversary and the start of his third year of broadcasting of the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My favorite Israeli song is Yo-Ya, because it's Poogie. Thanks for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network.
There you have it. Nachum Siegel's favorite Israeli song and so many other people's favorite song. Good thing that there are three different versions of Yo-Ya by Pugi, the original version on the album, and then two live in concert versions. At least there are three that I know of. Um, what's the one that we brought you? We brought you the one from um, the live in concert, but not the final concert. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day, wherever you are, whatever time, whatever day it is. Uh, lots of stuff always on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And yes, we have reached a milestone just before the show today. We hit 270 likes. Thank you, one and all. Thank you so much for liking the Facebook page and for your participation um, in your comments and your your suggestions. And yes, we would love you to please comment and suggest and tell us what it is that you particularly like about the show. Are there things that you would like to hear on the Israel show that you're not hearing, whether it's different types of music, whether it's specific songs, whether it's topics that you'd like us to cover, please do share with us. You can do it via the Facebook page or via email, mayor, M-E-I-R, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L, mayor at nachumsegel.com. We are beginning our third year of broadcasting, and uh, later on in the show we'll have some more Nachum Siegel Network personalities choose their favorite Israeli song. Yehuda Glick, the human rights activist who was shot by an Arab because of his activities on behalf of Jews and the ability for Jews to pray on Har Habayit, was released last week from the hospital. It is amazing. He was shot at point-blank range, and most people felt that he would not make it, and miraculously miraculously through a lot of tefillot and the help of the one above he was released from the hospital now you want to hear the irony the irony is that the police the Israeli police are banning him from Harabayat after all that the terrorists are being rewarded for their crimes so by shooting him the terrorists accomplished not only that he almost died, which is what they wanted to do, but now that the, now the police have banned him yet again from going on Har Habayit. He has turned to the High Court of Justice in Israel and is trying to get that reversed. It, 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 is it is it is it uh, is it comprehensible to anyone? Uh, also out of Israel, Israel has a new chief of staff, the IDF that is, the Israel Defense Forces has, has a new chief of staff, a Ramat Kal, stands for Rosh Hamateh HaKlali, the chief of staff. His name is Gadi Eisenkot, he is replacing Benny Gantz, he's from the Golani Brigade and believe it or not, he is the first Ramat Kal from the Moroccan community in Israel one of Moroccan heritage. Now, when I heard that, I was pretty surprised because the name Eisenkot sounds way not Moroccan, sounds way Eastern European. And um, as a day or two went by, others in Israel were asking the same question. And yes, there is an explanation for it. It's a little complex. It seems that there, some say that there was a group of um, of, of uh, tribes in Morocco who adopted Jews whose name was an Arabic name that sounded something like this, like Eisenkot, and then it became, you know, sort of corrupted into that. Some say that a few generations before, Jews from Eastern Europe moved to Morocco and they carried their name with them. We'll figure it out and let you know in the coming weeks. And if we're on the army, topic of the army, then we'll let you know that uh, Benjamin and Sarah Netanyahu's youngest son, Avner Netanyahu, joined the army today. A great photo op for the Prime Minister. He and his wife and their older son uh, were all at what's called the Bakum, which is the place in Israel that you um, arrive to when you enlist, when you when you join the army. Um, it's, uh, Bakum stands for Besis Klita, a uh, army base where you are sort of absorbed in into the army. 
Uh, we'll remind you that Avner, this uh, son, the youngest son of Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife Sarah, is a former Bible contest champion. He uh, he was the Israeli Bible contest champion. He came in third in the international Bible contest for youth, and it was rather amazing. I remember speaking about it in great detail. Um, I think it was two or three years ago when this was happening on Yom Atzmaut. We spoke about it with Nachum on Jamie and Yeyem, the fact that today... Uh, most people, or I would say 99.9% of the people in the International Bible Contest are um, are religious uh, Jews, observant Jews who study Tanakh as part of their general studies. Uh, and Avner Netanyahu is not an observant uh, Orthodox Jew, and yet he had tremendous um, command of the Tanakh, as do, it seems, all the members of his family. So to um, Avner Netanyahu, who joins the Israeli army today, we wish him all the best, and he should have a Sheirut Kal, an easy service in the IDF. Hey there, Mayor. It's Matis Weingast of JM Sunday. I want to congratulate you on your second anniversary of hosting the Israel Show right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I enjoy listening to your program every week with great Jewish music, information, and news from Israel, and, of course, the Mayor Milim segment. We look forward to hearing you for many years to come, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. One of my favorite Israeli songs, I guess, is Al Kol Ela. It's a classic by Naomi Shemer, and I find it to be very moving and inspirational.
Thank you, Matis Weingast, for your kind words and your choice of a great Israeli song. I love that music as well. Naomi Shemer composed, and that was Yossi Banai singing. It was That's the original uh, version of um, I'll Call Ela. And you heard it here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, on the 2nd of November, we're going to talk about two events that uh, bookend the month of November that just uh, that we just ended. They bookended the ended. Uh, the Balfour Declaration was released on November the 2nd, 1917. Now, what is it? Many of you might be familiar with it. Basically, the British government, and you have to remember that at that time, Britain, Great Britain, was one of the few empires that literally controlled a big part of the world, and in they were in the middle of World War One. All the all the great nations were at war, and after World War One, Britain controlled even a bigger part of the world, and with it also they controlled the Middle East, and so it was very important and critical, and it was also the first time that a major world power said very openly and explicitly that we support the establishment of a Jewish homeland in the land of Israel. It's a very short letter. It was written by the foreign minister of Great Britain to one of the leaders of uh, British Jewry, Baron Rothschild, and it just said, His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine, that's what Eretz Israel was called at the time, of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this objective. Notice how relatively vague. They view it with favor. They will use their best efforts. Not even a state, it's as a national home. And it, it, it gets worse because now there's another little caveat. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. So this statement, which was, as I say, quite watered down from what it, the Zionist movement wanted at the time was celebrated by Jews around the world as a major accomplishment because it was. It was the first time in the last 1800 years that a major superpower, a world superpower, which Great Britain was at the time, the United Kingdom, said openly, declared that they recognize that the Jewish people should have a homeland in Eretz Israel. And it had a lot of uh, ramifications, obviously political ramifications, but even religious ramifications, because many in uh, the religious right, you know, the Hasidic world, the Haredi world, felt that we, the Jewish people, are not allowed to try and establish a Jewish state in the land of Israel by force. We need to do it only with the acceptance of the nations of the world. And that is based on an Agadita, a Gemara Agadita in Masechet Ketubot. The, the famous three vows that we took. It's interesting. We could talk about that for hours and hours. But let's just say that this now undoes or undid that problem. Because now the nations of the world, the superpower of the world, the one who actually was in control of this territory, said, we approve, we want to do this, we want to get this done. Now, later, yes, later they backtracked, and later so much happened, and ultimately this issue was brought to the United Nations, and on the 29th of November, the United Nations accepted um, the proclamation that the little sliver of land of Israel that remained at that point should be divided into a Jewish state and an Arab state. And if you look at a map, of, I'll post it on the Facebook page later, but if you look at a map, what the Jewish state was supposed to be, you, you can't imagine that it would have been viable. 
it, it was three sections. They were barely touching each other. The largest part was the desert, the Negev. It was really pretty crazy to think about it. And then the Arabs, instead of accepting that, started a war, as we all know, on Yom Ha'atzmaut, the 15th of May, Heya, 1948. And um, I guess we have to say thank God for that, because as a result of that war, Israel was able to expand that little area a little bit more. And so the state of Israel, the borders of the state of Israel were a little more defensible and they had a little bit more space. When the Balfour Declaration came out, Ruth Cook was in um, England shortly after. And Revavro Mitzvah Cohen Cook celebrated this declaration. And he wrote the following. Atchalta de Geula, the beginning of the Geula, Vadai Holechet Umofia Lefanenu, surely is revealing itself right before our eyes. Siman Muvhak Lechach, and the clearest indication or proof, Shinitan Lirot et Hare Yisrael Mitatfim Ba'anafim Hanosim Pri Laam Yisrael Asher Kervulavo. The clearest proof that we are experiencing the beginning of the redemption process is that the mountains of Israel, the land of Israel, wrap themselves, uh, clothe themselves in fruit-bearing trees. And Rav Kook is referring to a very famous pasuk in Yechezkel Amidvav. V'atem harei Yisrael an pechem titenu fer yechem tisau l'ami Yisrael ki kervu lavo. The land of Israel, the mountains of Israel will bear fruit. An area that was desolate for generations was a wasteland will suddenly become an agricultural miracle. The desert will bloom. And there it was. It was happening before our very eyes. And then coupled with that comes the declaration of Great Britain. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, by the way, recognizes that the prophet specifies that when it, when is it that the fruits will start growing? When is it that the agriculture will start blooming? It'll happen only when the Jewish people return to the land. Le'ami Yisrael ki kervulavo, as they are coming. Was that not exactly the situation in the early 1900s that Rav Cook saw? The Navi continues, I mean, the Psukim there are just so beautiful. Take a look at Yechezkel Lamed Vav, starting with Pasukhet, the continuation where God promises us, Kihinani Aleichem, Ufaniti Aleichem, Benevatem Venizratem, God says to the land of Israel, I, God, will make sure that the soil gets taken care of, that the soil gets tilled, and sown. And then there are things that, that Rav Kook didn't see that happened after he passed away in the 1930s. Where the Navi continues, I'll bring many people, all of Bet Israel, the house of Israel, to settle in the land of Israel. The town shall be resettled, the ruins shall be rebuilt. Are we not in a situation today that there are more Jews living in the land of Israel than in anywhere else in the world? And I believe there are more Jews in the land of Israel than all the Jews who are living in the entire rest of the world combined. How how brilliant, how far-seeing of Cook was when he understood that back in 1917, when Balfour Declaration was declared, when Great Britain said, we recognize the rights of the uh, Jewish people to have a homeland in the land of Israel, that that was in fact the beginning of a process that will continue and continue till its final fruition, the Yemot HaMashiach. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
This is Miriam L. Wallach, host of That's Life and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Mazal Tov to the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. As it begins its third year of broadcasting and celebrates its second anniversary of weekly shows here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My favorite Israeli song is Mima Amakim by the Idan Reichel Project because it rocks. Sababa. Thanks, Mayor. Shall 
Wallach's favorite Israeli song. Thank her for her best wishes as we do Matis and Nachum and hopefully next week we'll have uh, other greetings and other Nachum Siegel Network personalities favorites. The Israel Show, my name is Mayor Weingarten, tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network and we are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, an organization that is there for one purpose and one purpose only, to help Jews make Aliyah to Israel. I was just thinking about it the other day, that the word Aliyah, which we use just so commonly about referring to making your home in Israel, going, leaving where you are in Chutzlars, making your home for Israel. The word itself means to ascend, to go up. No matter where you're coming from, when you go to Israel, you are ascending, you are elevating yourself. And Nefesh Benefesh is there to help you do that, to, to give you the support and the guidance, whether it's financial support or guidance uh, with other difficulties that people find when they leave their current abode to go to a new home. They're there for each and every individual, and uh, they make your Aliyah as successful as possible. Please... Take a look at their website, nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il. Even if you don't think that you are going to be making Aliyah in the next year or two, take a look at the website. Get an idea of what it's all about. And um, hopefully it will move you as well to um, to think about it. Even if you don't do it today or tomorrow, maybe it'll help you think about making Aliyah, making that move to the land of Israel. 
The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are also heard on Arutz Sheva English Radio. Welcome, one and all. We thank our re- recent likers to the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Thank you to Stuart, Danny, Rhonda, Jill, Lewis, and everybody else who has clicked on the like of the Israel Show Facebook page. Uh, we spoke about the Balfour Declaration took place at the beginning of the month of November 1917, and now we will speak about something that took place at the end of uh, the month of November 1947, and that was the what was called at the time the Partition Plan, because it partitioned, it separated, it divided Israel, the little sliver that was left of Eretz Israel, of what was called at that point Palestine, into two states. The UN passed that um, resolution, and Jews around the world rejoiced, because at that point all the nations of the world voted and agreed and although it wasn't what we had dreamt about, it was a really small part of Eretz Israel. yet the nations of the world voted and agreed that the Jews would be able to reestablish a state, sovereignty, in parts of Eretz Israel. And that day, the 29th of November, 1947, is uh, commemorated around Israel. There are streets that are called Haftet B'November. It's one in Yerushalayim, uh, not far from Talbia, uh, not far from Rehov Palmach. Many of you may know it. In, in most cities around Israel, there's a street, and it's funny because it's Haftet, which is the way we would usually uh, refer to a, a date of a Hebrew month, Haftet but B'November. But that's what happened on Haftet B'November. And what's interesting is to read, we spoke before about the Balfour Declaration and the joy that Rav Avram Yitzhak HaKohen Cook expressed. And it's interesting to read the words of Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook. And these are words that he said on Yom Ha'atz Ma'ut of 1967, just three weeks before the, um, the Six-Day War. And uh, he writes that while everybody was just just filled with joy and excitement. He writes, on that famous night, 29 of November, when we received word of the positive decision of the United Nations for the reestablishment of a Jewish state, as the people poured out into the streets to publicly celebrate it, Yehuda writes, I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't join the excitement. Yashafti badad va'edom. I sat alone in silence. It's interesting that he uses that language from which I think refers back to Aharon in his tragedy when he loses his children. It says, He was silent. And Yehuda continues, During those first hours, I couldn't accept it. I couldn't accept that terrible proclamation. It's amazing. Everybody's rejoicing. Rav Tzvi Yehuda is, is shaking. He couldn't accept that our land was being ripped apart, was being divided. And that was a huge controversy in those days because there were many who were against this, who felt that we shouldn't go for a division and accept this little tiny land. But those who were in charge of the Zionist organization at the time, led by David Ben-Gurion and the uh, labor Zionists, Mapai, they felt better a little bit than nothing, and I think that they also felt inside their hearts, hey, we have time, and over time, we will be able to get a larger part of Eretz Israel, whether it would be through war or other other situation. It's for Yehuda, continues that he, he he writes that he couldn't accept the terrible pl- proclamation that our land was being ripped apart, being divided. Is it permissible for us to waive our rights over any part of the land? When I was in that situation, he writes, my body was literally trembling. It is as if I were mortally wounded, cut into little pieces. I couldn't rejoice. That's the way it was 19 years ago, that night, during those hours. The next day, he writes, Rabbi Harlap, who was a 
one of the probably the main Talmud of Rav Cook, came to the house and we sat together, just the two of us, for a few minutes. We were trembling, we were silent, but then we got hold of ourselves and we said, Me'eit Hashem ha'it niflat It is God's will, it is beyond our understanding, and we accepted it. Two very different reactions by father and son, Rav Cook, the father, Harav Cook, the son, reacting to two events that bookend the month of November, the Balfour Declaration and Haftet in November, the UN decision to establish a state of Israel and part of Eretz Israel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Israeli music classic, Tenli Koach, Give Me Strength, here on the uh, Israel Show, Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to end off with Udi Davidi and uh, Hine Matov, which is, um, you know, Hine Matov Umanaim Shevet Achim Gam Yachad. On some level, this uh, this broadcast, as the rest of the Nachum Siegel Network is a, a way of uniting Jews from all over the world, from every place and every space. We listen to the same songs, the same Divrei Torah, the same Divrei Chizuk, the same community announcements, and the same information about the um, achievements and the activities of the Jewish community around the world. And so it is, in a way, a form of Hinei Matov Umanaim Shevet Achim Gam Yachad. It's a virtual Shevet Achim Gam Yachad. And I thank all the listeners as we begin our third year. Thank everybody, people that are there every single week, that comment, that, that email me, that post on the Facebook page, um, that meet me and mention that they like the show, that they enjoy the Meir Milim or the other segments that we do. 
Um, we thank you all so very much, and we um, hope that we will continue to bring you quality programming in the year ahead, our third year, and encourage you to let us know what it is that we can do to make this an even better show. Let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to hear. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, Avrami and ZK, and uh, they're joined now by Danny, who are, are always very helpful. Avrami is always there every single week taking care of the uh, technicalities of getting this broadcast up on the web. My very special thanks to Miriam Wallach, the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, and I can't thank enough my dear friend Nachum Siegel, who um, has allowed me to... Um, to have my voice heard both on JM and the AM and via this form of communications, the Nachum Siegel Network. He has devoted his life and continues to devote his life to the benefit of the Jewish people. I cannot imagine how he does it on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and I just know that we are all in his debt. Keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network all day for great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.